episode 47 that's pretty cool 47 is a very spiritual number but i just realized that right now and if you're watching this is very exciting because i'm very happy with this new setup we're doing we're doing it in a different room and uh it looks really nice i'm really happy this is probably a better vibe do you feel it do you guys feel it I, i'm really enjoying uh what we're doing and uh if it sounds different, it's because we're in a different room. Way bigger. We were in a small room, and now in this bigger space, it feels a lot better. I can breathe. It's not going to be so hot yeah. with all this fu <laughs> these fucking lights on. But anyways, how are we feeling? Good. About the same. I don't never know what, how people... I never know how to answer that question. You got your coffee? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. It's over there. I think my coffee No free promo. Shot. I think my coffee's in the shot. No fucking free promo. Psych. Dutch Bros. What's Fuck up, you, man? lady. <laughs> she. Oh, I'm, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm just kidding. She's probably listening to this. That yeah. was a joke, by the way. She seemed really interested in. So to explain, Rob, what happened? There was this lady. We just got back from Dutch Brothers, like literally five minutes ago, and uh, the lady asked us. Uh, hey, what do you guys got going on tonight? And Menda was like, just hanging out. Like, just because that's right, what people because, say. You know. And then she was like, what are you guys just going to watch a movie? I'm like, damn, this bitch just keeps <laughs> like, that's none of your business, man. I'm just kidding. But Menda was just like, no, we're going to record a podcast. And she was like, what? This, happened, was, this has happened again. This yeah. Is, oh, people, it happens all the time. Yeah. And then uh, Menda was like, we're going to record a podcast. And, she, and the lady was like, what? And then <laughs> and we were like, record a podcast. And then she was like, oh, okay. And then, and then she was like, what is it called? And Menda was like, none of this really matters. And the lady was like, what? <laughs> is she not here? I, I, <laughs> dude. Was the man Drake blasting up. Yeah, they were playing, they were blasting Drake. In the, and you got the mask on. No, she didn't have no mask on. Oh, she ain't had no mask on? No. Nah. Rose is just out here. They're out Thank here, God. man. But, but, yeah, it was just funny because, the, I don't know, there was a lot going on. And there was a lot going on behind her. She yeah. was also working. So, but anyways, it was they just funny. splashing our drinks around. Because she, she couldn't hear anything me, or me and Menda was saying. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, shout out to her. She was seemed really interested. Hopefully, she is listening to this. Shout out to you for serving us uh, at Dutch Brothers. And being interested. Can you plug the laptop in? I'm sorry, I forgot to do that. I have it plugged in here. I didn't plug it into the into the outlet. The outlet, the power strip. All right. Oh, you brought the power strip out here. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, but yeah, shout out to her. Uh, we told her Thank about you. the uh, the podcast, and hopefully, she said she really seemed like. Because mm -hmm. before she, we, before we left, she asked again, like, what was it, what was it called again? Mm -hmm. She's like, she no. was like, is it on Spotify? She's like, is it on Spotify? Like, we everywhere. <laughs> We're yeah, out here. Anywhere you listen to podcasts. This is none of this really matters. Brought to you by anchor.fm. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what else to do after that. I had no fucking, like, anything to add to that. You guys already heard the ad read. So yeah, we need to redo say. that. 
Yeah, we keep saying that, but whatever. We'll dude. do it next Nobody week. Nobody fucking cares. If, people skip it. I skip it. Skip. I was going to say, you know people skip that shit. I skip that shit. Everybody skips that shit. I'm just like, I just want to hear fucking... Mm-hmm. I just get annoyed by that. I'm like the, the episode before last, I forgot to put it in. And it felt <laughs> weird. I was like... Yeah, it just, oh, it just started. Got, yeah, it just got straight to the yeah, point. The, you so. hear the intro just coming. Yeah. Dude. The sponsorship does give it a more professional yeah. like feel. Mm-hmm. That's good touch, too. Menda being right there. Yeah. So she could be like, hey! For the people who are wondering, Go. Menda and Rob have children, if you didn't know already. Yeah. And if you uh, haven't heard them. You might not have In the earlier them. episodes. They Maybe in the early, yeah, in the earlier, like episode, every I other episode, they out. had like yeah. five seconds in. I give, I've usually edited them out. It's hilarious though, but anyways, um, did you guys watch Reservoir Dogs? Of yes. course we did. Okay, cool, dude. I had a <laughs> very strong feeling you guys didn't watch it. We try. I know. I mean, Amanda had said this year we're going to really like. Dude, I just I had because not talking about it on the yeah. pod. Yeah, because you guys. And Rob hates not knowing what we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, these types of movies, I don't, I don't really need to see it to know what happened. Yeah. It's one of those movies. Yeah. So, but I did want to see everything like Harvey Cattell. Yeah. Uh, Steve Buscemi. All the details. Uh, the dude from Rush Hour. Uh, the son of Joe. Oh, uh, Chris Penn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the dude. Uh... He was from Rush Hour when he was oh, doing that. the C4 and the dude was him. in jail. Yeah, that's him. But with, with a little girl. What little girl? I don't know nothing about no little girl. With a little girl, man. <laughs> <laughs> if I bring you some cookies, I bet you you tell me where a little girl at. Dude, I we should do a, a Rush Hour watch along with Oh, we now that is a good That's watch a good watch along. along. Which one though? Two is the funniest. Probably Bronski. <laughs> Two we had on a DVD. Who didn't have that on DVD? I think that we had one on VHS. I don't think I never seen one. I don't know if we had that on. It was definitely before you were born. Yeah, but two we definitely had on a, on DVD, and I remember seeing the cover of it like a lot, like just passing by. Did you ever? Did you see the meme that was going around how Black History Month in the year of the Chinese New Year fell in the same month? So they were like, you know what we have to watch. <laughs> <laughs> and they had the picture of a rush hour. That's hilarious. I didn't even think about that. That is a good mix, though. Um, but, yeah, I'm really glad you guys watched. Uh, Reserv- I was going to say Reservation Dogs, but Reservoir Dogs. Um, it's great. What did you think? You saw it for the first. You full, like actually watched it for the first time. In the spirit of honesty, yeah, I fell asleep in the chair the first time. <laughs> really, I was like this. But why? Because you were tired. I think maybe that was it. But you know, again, it's not my speed on the Nate scale. This yeah. is definitely a six. This is really? closer to an Angelo. But like, I liked it okay. when I watched it. When I think it might have been just because I was tired. Mm-hmm. But in all honesty, I was like, I mean, on the Nate scale, any Tarantino movie falls into a between four and six. Yes. So in true Nate scale fashion, it has to be a four and six because there's like action and there's like funny stuff. Mm-hmm. A true ten level Nate scale movie. I don't think you've ever. 
you probably won't even want to watch one. I would never know what that is. <laughs> it's probably some fucking Marlon Brando movie or something like that. Actually, I've only seen like one or two Marlon Brando movies. But he's amazing, though. And it's also his later work I've seen. I've never seen like Prime Brando. Like uh, Streetcar Named Desire, never seen it. He's like, I don't know what that is. You, I want you to know that that sounded an instant turn off in my head. My brain went, I went, and it was like, no, I would never want to see that movie just from the title. I've seen On the Waterfront. That's a good movie. And he actually is a little chubby in that one. But like Apocalypse Now, Marlon Brando, that's some real shit. Right never there. seen that. And also the God, of course, the Godfather. That's like, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's yeah, Brando. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. like peak Brando. That is. That's the Marlon Brando I know. Yeah, like he went all out for that. He's like unrecognizable. Yeah. yeah. But, but fucking Apocalypse Now, Marlon Brando. That's the shit you want to stay away from. Like, he plays like a fuck. Like, oh, it's it's crazy. I can't even describe his character. But like. Anyway, so let's not talk about Marlon Brando. Um, well, I mean, we can't. It's a sentiment podcast. You don't have to go straight into Reservoir Dogs. But Marlon Brando is one of the best ever, obviously. Like, all the shit you hear about him, it's, like, well-deserved. And it's just kind of like he changed, like, what male actors, like, how they act. Like, he, it's... That's because he liked dudes. It's probably him and yeah, James I'm Dean. I'm pretty sure that really there's had, like that a was, rumor that him that and had James to Dean. be a part of it for you to tap into certain emotions. You couldn't be fucking Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. You had to be like a little had a little sugar. In I your like tank. that Clint Eastwood is the bar. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like for man, just the ultimate racist, man. I smoke backwoods and I rape women in my movies. Exactly. Like yeah. he is when you're talking about. Yeah. Old style movies and being a fucking man yeah. is Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood's up there. But Marlon Brando, when it comes to like, he's when a I performer. hear his name, I think of Hollywood. He's like, a, he's a true artist. Yeah. Oh, was... you like dudes too? That's <laughs> super Hollywood of you, dude. Yeah. That's so cool. What are there? What like what roles are there where like dudes kissing other dudes? That's like came out of nowhere. Brokeback Mountain. What else? There's more. There has to be like oh, dude kissing scenes, guy on guy kissing scenes. I've seen, I've watched a gay horror movie, so I saw way more than kissing. Like what? What movie? It was I can't remember the fucking name, but one it was just it was Moonlight. like LGBTQ month, and I was on Hulu. Moonlight, that's one. And I was looking for like, but one horror. of them is actually gay. Though. Oh, and then fucking Pulp Fiction, the rape scene, and that like. Yeah. It's not consensual. No, but like kiss. Like I'm talking kissing, kissing, like emotional. Yeah, okay. That gay movie I watched on Hulu. Because they were like couples and shit. Dude, there's so many gay movies on Hulu. So many gay movies. That's like the hot I spot. watched them to get over it. I was like, this is about to be normal, so we yeah. might as well just like suck it up now. Yeah. I, the only one of our like, newer ones was the horror, the new horror movie that we watched. What's it called? Do you got it right there or no? On Hulu? It's a Hulu original horror movie. What's the name of it? I'm about to find out. Kingsman. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That is true because, never mind. I'm not going to talk about the Brits like that. I'm not going <laughs> to use that as a derogatory statement. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, Marlon Brando is one of the greatest. Now, I, in and my... James Dean. And then uh, Richard Pryor. Because they say he yeah. was banging James Dean or Marlon Brando, one of those two. That'd be sick. 
It's, but it's like you're talking about these people who were because Brando was that dude. Were great entertainers. I was, you know, what's crazy? I was listening to Chris DeStefano, and yeah. he had his yeah. girlfriend's. I just remembered who that was. Aunt is like a transgender yeah. man. So like they did, they just be talking, and some of the some of the stuff she said because she talked about Brando. That's funny how you said that because mm-hmm. I think she brought him up because Chris DeStefano, of course, he knew he was like. Yeah, Brando loved dudes, yeah. and he was like, he loved women too. He was just that he's really type homo. Of guy. He was like a uh, prince. Yeah, uh, yeah, like avant-garde. Yeah, like, he was just, just like, you're what like, are I'm you, here, dude? man. He's like water. And just... and TT Jerry, that's what they call him or her. <laughs> they say they call him TT Jerry, and they said she was like, "This motherfucker's in jail, ain't gay? They just horny." <laughs> and she said that, and I was like, "If you hear somebody who's truly gay say that, like, like, yeah." I know who was actually gay and who was just like there for like a hand job or something yeah. like that. And it's, it's they're just like, horny, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it gets, that makes sense. It That's makes acceptable. It, it is acceptable. I wish I like taking that stigma away. Like, yeah. it doesn't, you ever kissed a dude before? Have I ever kissed on a the dude lips. before on the lips? Yeah, purposefully. Like you ever played gay chicken? Midnight kiss. No, never gay chicken. I've seen gay chicken go too far. Which gay chicken? Kissing or dick? Yeah, kissing. Or dick. People go that far? I've never seen it or done it, but that's a thing. I know it goes that far. That's like the Navy. Oh, for sure. In certain (laughs) circles. Because the military, when you're talking about some homoeroticism, I've seen a dude do gay chicken and he kissed a dude. And the dude started crying. (laughs) <laughs> he's just super insecure yeah, about he his was sexuality. Super, yeah because we did kind of make fun of him for being mm. a little like we were like you gotta be gay because your hair is way too nice and your skin is clean yeah what's your problem yeah but it really wasn't that he was gay he was just from california he just knew how to take <laughs> care of himself yeah yeah <laughs> he was from like san diego or some shit like that he hated the military what really sucked is being called gay when you're young yeah, you're in like elementary school, middle school. Oh yeah, because yeah. there's no way to prove that. But you're he not. he couldn't have been gay because I'm pretty sure he's normal where he's from. He was because if you're he like was Japanese, if you're like ten years old and be like you're fucking gay and you're like, nah, yeah, like that's all you like, can. So now you're finding it, so you must. Yeah, be you gay. have to be. But like, now I know that's not a thing. What really sucked was the does your mom know you're gay? That sucked. Mm-hmm. That got you every single every time. time. You're you're like. <laughs> Fuck. But I, like, think I, I think you saw that fall off in high school. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, there's actual gay people yeah. here. So that's yeah. not even like nobody cares. When you're anymore. just like you're done. You're just finishing puberty. And yeah. you just look at all the girls at your school and start thinking impure thoughts. Yes. Because now they start calling you gay and then they start calling you ugly. And that hurts yeah. your feelings even That's more. even worse. Once. Oh, man. We, did I tell <laughs> did you we, we were talk going? to? Wait, wait, go, go. Uh, we were going through, when I went back home for the wedding, we were going through our yearbook. Oh, okay. And we saw all of us at the age of, like, 14. Oh, that sucks. And it is beyond embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan had cornrows. <laughs> I, my mouth That's was crazy. huge. Isn't, he's bald, he's fully he's bald. He's bald now, yeah. Bald in the sense of, like, low cut. Okay. Yeah. Does he? Do you, he could grow hair? No. Or he's done. I think he's done. He, he, uh, Sorry, John. He cut it clean. John probably doesn't care. Shout but out to John. Yeah. He's yeah. 
We're old, you know, getting older <laughs> in our thirties. It gets to the best of us. Yeah. It's, I think it's happening to me in the front. And I'm thinning a little bit. Damn. And it bothers me because my dad had the bowl cut, the Sherman Hemsley. Oh, the, the Leroy McGeorge. Yeah. That's why I try to, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Good old Leroy. Shout yeah. out to him. For real. All Shout right, out Pizzi. to Leroy. Um, Grandpa Lee McGeorge. He was a part of my clique I used to tell Amanda about. He's the original McGee. It was you, um, Scatman Carruthers. Uh-huh. Grandpa Lee McGeorge, that's what I called him Grandpa as a Lee. whole. And <laughs> full name. And Cornfed. That was your that was your superhero name in my clique. Me? Yeah. Cornfed. Yeah. I could see. Cuz you were like 13, but you were like I was a fucking unit. <laughs> yeah. You were like fucking 120 Dude, pounds. I was like a fucking mutant. <laughs> I was like, like fucking Like I was growing overnight. Cornfed. Right. And Grandpa Lee McGeorge and Scatman Carruthers. I remember in like sixth grade, all of a sudden I was the tallest person in class. Yeah. Amanda said she was tall in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. That's insane. That's crazy. You're not tall at all, Amanda. (laughs) I be trying to tell her (laughs) that shit, yo. She be trying to do stuff like a tall person. I'm like, why don't you just ask me to help you? She be like, no, I can't. It's like the opposite of Chevy. (laughs) My dog. (laughs) (laughs) Chevy's a big dog, but she thinks she's little. She tries to act like a little dog. She got tiny legs. Yeah. They're adorable. But she thinks she just can squeeze into... I wish she could live with us, but your dad would never let her go. Yeah. That's our baby girl right there. Anyways. I'll have to buy one myself now and be like, I guess you'll do. (laughs) (laughs) It'll never be enough. And it's just... Yeah, Chevy can't have babies, so that's kind of... Sucks. That's great because now she's a baby forever. Knowing Chica had a family was just that's too crazy. Much, yo. That was too Dude, fucking yeah, much. We're not even going to get into that. That was way too much to find out. You're like, oh, you separated her from her children? Yeah, she's a mother. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. But um, what were we talking about? I think we can go into Reservoir Dogs now okay. because we don't have nothing else to banter about. What time is it? It's so we're at seventeen. Or how far are we? At? Seventeen. Yeah, seventeen, eighteen. We're in for a long night. I'm just kidding. No, this is great. We're at eight o'clock though. It's only eight o'clock, so Amanda shouldn't fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have Dutch now. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. I gotta get this caffeine in me. It drives me crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like birds on babies. That's Reser- not the word. But <laughs> Reservoir care. Dogs is uh, a great fucking movie. Menda, what did you think? Rewatch. You watched it, right? Yeah. Let's start from watch. opening scene. Menda, go. Or no, no. First, Menda. Nate, you might have to tell us the opening scene. What though. is it like? We're rewatching it. Rewatching When's the last time you seen it? I should oh, ask. It was like ten plus a little, years ago. You were a little woman. Yeah, I was probably like prepubescent. Yeah, like 14, maybe. Oh, shit. So it was like a long time. That's pubescent. That's was, mid. That's like peak <laughs> peak pubescent. Yeah, like so it had been like a really long time. So re-watching it, like I remember like the main kind of story part. Yeah, like the gist. Yeah. Re-watching it, I was like, oh, okay. Like they actually did like do in-depth kind of who's who. Yeah. What happened. Like, story. yeah. Very uh, uh, good choice of editing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And not um, your typical, like... Heist. Not typical heist, but typical, like, flashback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, that's, like, more flashbacks, but, like, compared to Pulp Fiction, his second movie, 
that's just like uh what do you call it like just not continuous uh timeline yeah. it's just like a weird timeline yeah. with pulp fiction but with this this is like out of nowhere it's flashbacks yeah. and um I'm lucky that because I hear other people talk about it and they like got confused, mm -hmm. but like I'm lucky that I kind of caught on to mm -hmm. it because I don't remember the. I think the first Tarantino movie I've ever seen, like as a kid, was probably like Kill Bill or something. So oh, I yeah. wasn't like thrown into like Pulp Fiction or something, but um, but Reservoir Dogs, the first scene is them in the diner talking mm -hmm. about Madonna. I love that. Because one, I've never thought of that song like that. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. he's right. It's about a big B-C. B-B-C. That's it, exactly it, what it's about. It made me laugh because I was like, that was it's such a like, uh, like a Tarantino type of conversation. Just thought yeah. process. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, it's, like it was so natural. it's honestly genius to like put that in there. I, we've talked, we've talked about Tarantino so many times, but like I always talk about like his diet, like his choice of dialogue. Mm-hmm. And how it's all, not all, but, like, there is unnecessary dialogue in there. Like, that opening scene doesn't have to be in the movie. No, at all. But and, it also builds that, like, mm -hmm. you guys are not friends. But that's, yeah, that's why it he puts... It makes them less criminal. That's what it makes them seem Yeah, like. it's used, you guys are a bunch of guys hanging out in a diner, drinking mm -hmm. beer and smoking cigarettes. Talking like, shit. Mm -hmm. But, like, that's, that's what I'm saying is that, like, that's why he did it. Because right. no one else does that. Exactly. Or no one else did that. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of copycats now where, like, in movies, people just bring up, you know, like in Pulp Fiction, like, you know, what do they call a Big Mac in France or whatever, mm -hmm. you know? And now, now movies just put on, like, banter, basically. Right. Like, basically, that opening scene of Reservoir Dogs is a podcast, mm -hmm. you know? And, no, and, like, the fact that that's Tarantino's first movie and you have Harvey Keitel, Tim Roth, Chris Penn, Steve Buscemi. And it's his opening scene of his first movie is him, talk, Tarantino, talking for five minutes about Madonna. Right. Like, such a power move, you know? Yeah. And it, that's, uh, to me, I was telling Amanda, we were reading about novelizations of movies. Yeah. And how they flesh out stories. It's almost as if he's like, putting novelization into yeah. his movies giving you just these random like that's like, how good of a writer he character. is yeah. like that's just great writing and that's why yeah. he's big as he is because you always get it like in every character he's ever made you've gotten that sense of detail and like kind of understanding and everything mm -hmm. that a character does in a tarantino movie i think when you say useless that to me is like that's my standard it's like yeah. if people don't do that. And that's that because in movies, of Tarantino. Yeah, if people like, don't no do that. Like no one did that movies, before Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. And that's exact that makes sense to me now because it's like, yeah, if you don't give me stuff like that, I kinda mm -hmm. that's kinda why some Nate movies I don't like. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, they don't do that. They're just mm -hmm. like, we're just gonna cut to this scene now mm -hmm. and we you just kinda yeah. just, just figure you out figure that out. they got yeah. here. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's not important. Because I just watched this movie uh, called the American friend. That's literally exactly how you just described that. Right <laughs> it's literally like, it's such an intelligent crime movie. And like you're it just from scene to scene, it just flows. Like things are just happening and you got to just almost like, it's not even telling a story. It's just like things are happening and you're just witnessing it. Like, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's just such a 
genius movie to me and i love it it's called the american friend it's a like dennis hopper is in it but it's like half the movie is in english and the other half is in like french and there's a part of it that like people are speaking german because it was directed by a german director but like it's like called the american friend because it's about this guy who does business and in europe Mm -hmm. and uh it's a really good movie but reservoir dogs like it's just that's just kind of how and there's so many levels to the movie and i think that um and me and josh also touched on this like when he uh on the spider-man episode about how um quinn tarantino got harvey keitel to do his first movie and so did martin scorsese Mm -hmm. because um in mean streets martin scorsese or mean streets isn't technically his first movie because like he did do like a like an exploitation movie before called Boxcar Bertha. But like that was kind of like not fully his, you know what I mean? But Mean Streets was like written, directed by him kind of thing. But with Reservoir Dogs, Tarantino, he like wrote it or he was planning on making it for like, I think like $80,000 from when the producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I don't know what the story is, but it's like the producer gave it to his wife i think or something like that or no the producer gave it to his acting coach and then the acting coach gave it to his wife and his wife knew harvey keitel and then so harvey keitel read the reservoir dog script and was like i want to be in this and then like the fucking production value went up way like so much mm-hmm. and um uh, and then Harvey Keitel hopped on, and then I think the budget was like 1.5 million or some shit. This story has been told so many times, but it's like I like to hear it again after watching it because mm-hmm. I really enjoy Harvey Keitel's character. Yeah, Harvey Keitel came in, uh, was like, "I want to be part of the project." Then uh, Tim Roth, they got, and then they went something like they went to New York, and then that's how they got all the New York guys like Michael Madsen, Steve Buscemi, and Chris Penn, all of them, mm-hmm. and then. Um, and then Tim, they got Tim Roth to come on, which he's a fucking legend. He's like one of my favorite actors ever. And uh, uh, the because the movie actually did better in the UK than it did in the US at first. Because, makes, yeah. Because it took like two or three years for that movie to really get a, like mainstream, mainstream. Because for a while it was like a cult movie. Like you had to, it was kind of like underground. Like you had to like kind of know about it. Mm-hmm. And then if you bring it up, people are like, oh, you saw Reservoir Dogs too? Like kind of thing. But yeah, fucking Reservoir Dogs is so good. Uh, 1.5 wasn't a big budget at all. Like before Harvey Keitel even came on, it was like an $80,000 budget. And they were going to shoot it in like black and white and shit. Like just super cheap. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then uh, even like the costumes, the actors had to bring their own suits and shit. Like, and I think Steve Buscemi is wearing like black jeans. He's not even wearing like like a suit, like a full mm-hmm. suit. And um, it was just a super genius concept. And and it kind of it is genius because it's like he didn't have enough money, so just right around the actual robbery, the actual heist, and just shoot it before and after, like what yeah. happens. And like, and it's still <laughs> it was it was written in such a way where I was like. I really want to see the bank robbery, but it's really not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. This is more important. These characters. And it's like we can only afford one location, so let's get 
the warehouse. <laughs> right. And they just shot all around the warehouse. All those shots were around the warehouse. Yeah, everything. Like, let's do long takes. Like, even, like, Harvey Keitel, he doesn't smoke. And so he never lit his cigarette. And I think that shit's hilarious when he just puts the lighter in front and then puts it down and takes it out. <laughs> he just carries it the rest of the scene. And then, um, and uh, yeah, Harvey Keitel's character is, I remember the last time I watched it. Was he famous by this point already? Oh, fuck I was yeah. about to say, I was Dude. like, how did he get him in this movie? Yeah, it was uh, his producer's acting coach gave it to his wife. His wife knew Harvey Keitel. It was just pure luck. His wife knew Harvey Keitel, gave him the script, and was like, fuck yeah. And it was just but that mean, I just crazy mean coincidence. In the sense of like Harvey Keitel believed in that script enough to be like, yeah, I'll fucking do this, yeah. man. Mm -hmm. And now look. Yeah, because he's an artist. Yeah. So that proves that. Because he did, he, I mean, if you probably look at his movies from like 91 to like 96, he was on a fucking run. Like he was at Pulp, he was the wolf in Pulp Fiction. He did Bad Lieutenant. He did The Piano. He did a shit ton of iconic movies. But um, Harvey Keitel, he was, the, he's the shit. Mm -hmm. And um, like I said, he, even in the 70s, he was popular. He was, uh, he was in Taxi Driver. He was in Mean Streets. He was in a shit ton of movies. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, yeah, Reservoir Dogs. His, his Harvey Keitel's character. The last time I watched it, this was like maybe sometime during the pandemic. I don't even fucking remember. But I remember I was really high, and uh, I actually cried at the end. Of Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, that makes sense mm -hmm. because see that. because of how much he cared about mm -hmm. Tim Roth's character. Yeah, he cared so much, and even when he knew he was a cop, he was still like. I still cared about you yeah, so much. I want to shoot you in the fucking head right mm -hmm. now. And, and, and he starts crying. And that whole monologue you went on against or with uh, Steve Buscemi, great scene. Every time Steve Buscemi and Harvey Keitel were going back and forth, mm -hmm. just amazing. And when uh, when Tim Roth was like uh, like bleeding out and everything, in the middle, the whole movie, right. just bleeding just out. Bleeding. And uh, in sheer agony. And then Steve Steve Buscemi is like, "You told him your fucking name." And then the part when he's like, "Well, what the fuck am I supposed to do when he's dying? Mm -hmm. Like, you want me to say I don't trust you?" Right. I'm like that. Like every that great. every delivery, every line delivery that Harvey Keitel had. Like that's his best performance. But then he shot the fuck out of those cops. Mm -hmm. They were shooting any and everybody yeah. in this mm -hmm. movie. They're like, "Oh, we're going to." I'm just shooting and killing. When mm -hmm. he shot the cop, he was like, "Oh, you mean this cop?" Bang, bang, mm. bang, bang. It, it's it's a fucking so like his performance, and also on rewatch when you see how Tim Roth's character is acting, you see how desperate he is. Like mm -hmm. he's like, just drop me off at the hospital, right. and I'm just like, oh my god! Like this dude is so scared. Like he he's terrified. He yeah. doesn't want to be a cop anymore. Right. He's like, please he's just. He's like, please just take me to the mm -hmm. hospital. He's and, like, I won't say anything. Yeah. He's like, just please, like, I won't. But, like, at the same time, he's like, he knows that Harvey Keitel's character cares about him. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't want to let him down. Just that kind of you, you're so, like, bonded already. Mm -hmm. He's in too deep. And that's exactly And what you have is. to still keep arm's distance because, All right. because if, you, if it's fully transparent, then you guys are going to kill each mm -hmm. other. But that the, when he shot the lady in the car and he just stares at her, mm -hmm. like fuck, yeah, mm -hmm. like you just killed a civilian, yeah. Right. yeah, that is so illegal. You're going to fucking jail. <laughs> it's crazy. He crossed over in that moment. He was like, "It's me or you." Like you become human. Yeah, but and he she shot him first. Mm -hmm. It's like fuck. It's crazy. It's it's 
He was like, she killed me, man. Can you believe that? And I was like, damn. That's, it's the way he said it. It was like, oh, he really mm-hmm. is scared. He knows he's dying. Mm-hmm. It, it's, uh, and Tim Roth also, amazing fucking actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the paranoia part, like when he's in the, when the, in the bathroom mm-hmm. with, the, with the cops and shit, I think that part, that part is really trippy when, I, when you're really high. Because <laughs> it, like, it threw me off. Mm-hmm. I was like, is this happening? It's like, <laughs> but it's like him getting into character. Yeah, yeah, it's That's super good. Liked. And and um, oh, who like Steve Buscemi is basically Steve Buscemi in this movie. I feel like that's him in every movie. Like he can't be anything else. Right. He's either a gangster or like kind of a weirdo. Mm-hmm. And uh, or a homeless person, <laughs> like in Big Daddy. But um. <laughs> Uh, or Mr. Deeds, and he's fucking oh yeah, that's the Lamborghini, the... and he has his fucking <laughs> eyes are like the he has the Oreo and French fry pizza. <laughs> that shit's hilarious. But hey, what's up, Deedsy? <laughs> and um... that's why I love Steve Buscemi because you can still see him in movies like Grown Up, where he right. just had he's like this in a fucking half a body cast, and he's at the goddamn basketball why? game. MCA. <laughs> that shit's funny. People talk shit about that movie. That Dude, movie is fucking seen, funny. I haven't seen Grown Ups in forever. Grown Ups 2 was Grown even Ups good too. because there was like a fight scene at the mm-hmm. end. I don't think I've seen Grown so Ups So Stone too. Cold Steve Austin is That's in it? That's amazing. Uh, Adam Sandler is actually coming out. Oh, Adam Sandler is actually coming out with a new movie. Really? Did you see it's a Netflix movie? Um, fuck, I think it comes out in May. It's like a basketball one. He's supposed to be like a mentor. For like this person who's trying to make it into the NBA or some shit. Is it funny or is it another serious? It's seri- it looks serious. But who I mean Adam Sandler's Adam Sandler. Yeah, it's so. still gonna be something that <laughs> there's he gonna says. be yeah, I'm gonna watch it for sure. You're gonna cry. Yeah. Cause when Adam Sandler taps in, yeah, he taps in. It's Uncut Gems is by far his best performance to me. Yeah. And uh next to click. Yeah. Oh, it's called Hustle. Hustle. That's what it's called, yeah. That that when does that come out? May. Uh, I want to say it's in May. Some shit. Probably. Relatively soon. But um, Reservoir Dogs, super good. Uh, that's an understatement of how good it is. And and like I said, it really did change like what people wanted to do in like crime movies. And uh, June. Oh, in June, that's that's it was gonna be good. Yeah. But um, I didn't even watch the trailer. I saw like. 20 seconds and i was like i'm watching it and i just turned it off i was like this is gonna be good but but reservoir dogs it did change like the vibe of like any crime movie like now from since then you can watch like a heist movie or a crime movie and they'll try to make these characters like like relate almost relatable you know what i mean or kind of like you get to know who these people are but before you could definitely see this the beginning of crime isn't black and white. Mm-hmm. Like there's this nut job in Mr. Blonde. Mm-hmm. Vic, uh, uh, he was Vic Vega, right? Vic Vega. Because yeah. Vince Vega is from Paul Fish. Yeah, John Travolta. Yeah. And he's a psychopath, but he's really just loyal. Yeah. He's, he's your average criminal. He's a working man. Yeah. Like he does that shit for the love of the game. He's like, but when can I actually like do some work? I'm yeah. like, what? Yeah. They're telling you you're going to get paid to do nothing. Yeah, you don't have to do nothing. nothing. He was like, no, nah, but... Uh, like, you know, we owe you that. I'm a fucking soldier, dog. Right. No limit. He was down. And, uh... Ten toes. 
slicing and off dude's ear. That's a great scene. And uh, the when he like talks into it, that's like <laughs> hilarious to me. Can't just think on. <laughs> and that part, a lot of people, when people say like, oh, I had to look away or I had to turn it off during that scene, I'm like, you're a fucking pussy. You didn't even see anything. You didn't see anything. People were like, oh, it was too violent. I was like, that's too violent. They've never seen Hostel. Sewing, um, not a sewing, seeing um, parts of the movie like that, I was like, oh, budget. Like, they have yeah. to, like, like, we can't, we don't have we the budget. can't see those things because yeah. of budget. Yeah, and everything was like, per, and even if you, when he's running away from the part where Steve Buscemi's running away from the cops, mm -hmm. you hear sirens, yeah. no cop cars in sight. I think that's everybody. Every time somebody's running, you see those three cops mm -hmm. in the movie. One of those cops is actually one, uh, the producer, the main producer. Oh, that makes sense. You knew it had to be somebody <laughs> like, because yeah, you just, as a budget movie, it made me realize how good all of those people indie as movie. actors were. Yeah. It was like, as a who? Indie movie. What did I say? Budget movie. This is like the proper term is indie. It's indie movie. Oh, okay. Indie movie. A low budget indie movie, yeah. Yeah, it's a fucking um Damn, I lost my point now. The producer was one of the cops. Low budget. No, the actors. That's what it was. The yeah. actors were so good that you kinda like Again, you didn't need to see so you didn't need to see him mm -hmm. chop his ear off. Yeah, it's just quality over quantity. The, the the dude who was playing the cop was the screams were so it was real and when he's like i have a wife and kids and shit you're like yeah God damn mm -hmm. and he's still chopping off his like it's still and the fact that like he's it's a very scorsese-esque like nod i guess but like playing the music while right. something violent is gonna happen right. that's like a very big thing like scorsese kind of made that a, a thing mm -hmm. like i i talked about that when we talked about us like when straight out of compton was playing right mm -hmm. or no fuck the police was playing mm -hmm. and um and the family was getting killed and like the music was still going like that's mm -hmm. such like a Scorsese-esque thing to do. And because uh, like the it's like so real, like the music doesn't just stop when right. like shit's happening. And so it doesn't turn down. And so like when uh, he's chopping off the ear and he's like dancing, you're like, oh, this dude's fucking he's a killer. Yeah. And uh, and even the soundtrack. I remember Fonzie told like when he first started cutting hair. He told me like his dad was like walking by and he was like playing music and he was like, oh, he fucking he loves the Reservoir Dogs soundtrack. Like that's his shit. Wow. It's pretty crazy to me. When but, I was watching the credits, like just seeing like all the songs that they actually used. Yeah. Like buying all the rights mm -hmm. to them and shit. I was like, wow. That's probably that's like a, a third of the budget. Because <laughs> they intentionally put those specific, you know, songs like they wrote dialogue for like the. The DJ, you know, yeah. voiceover and all that. Yeah, the oh, DJ yeah. was hilarious. At the beginning, yeah. His, like, his, like monotone yeah, he, This dude has been killing it lately. <laughs> you hear him, he's like, hey, guys. Hear more tunes on 103. <laughs> like, and you're like, like this is the fucking dude you guys are excited about? Like, what the fuck? Now, but, what from this movie are in other Quentin Tarantino movies? Like, is that DJ in any other movies? Like, the song is playing in the background? That's a good question. And it's actually an answer. There's a few answers. Like, the trunk shot, like, the stapled Tarantino mm -hmm. shot mm -hmm. is in every Tarantino movie. Like, when Pulp Fiction, they open the trunk. Kill Bill, they open any trunk shot. Yeah. Kill Bill, when she's wearing the mask and mm -hmm. opens the... 
thing. What other ones? There's more. I just can't think of them. John drew us a cover with that shot. With really? Me and Ian, and we're like looking in her trunk, and he drew it from like the perspective of That's like cool. the Tarantino shot. That's super cool. Yeah. I need to see that. Like, I, it's like it's supposed to represent selling CDs out the trunk. <sighs> so cool, John. <laughs> we were just talking about you. Yeah, we, we were, were man. <laughs> and how cool you are compared to us. Like, truly. You're just so cool. Uh, that's not even like exaggeration. The brand, for sure. <laughs> like, we're happy to have you. Yeah. People are going to be like, who the fuck is this John guy? You'll never it, know. Go fight. Yeah. He's Kangish John. <laughs> that's his Instagram name. Kangish, Kangish John. John. Anyways. Nobody asked you. J O N, not J O H N. J O N. J O N. Um, like other things. Uh, Lucky Strike or not Lucky Strike? What am I talking about? Uh, Red Apple cigarettes. That's still a thing. Okay. Okay. Um, Red Apple cigarette. That's in every movie, even in Hateful Eight. Manzana Roja cigarettes. And then aren't there some black and white suit people in Kill Bill? Some of the assassins. They are. Uh, yeah, the people, the not it's Yakuza. It's Yakuza, I think. Yeah, because um, they don't like her because she's half American. Oh, the Vega brothers. Yeah, mm-hmm. Vince Vega. There was like a rumor, but the suit thing was for sure. Like, yeah, and also Jules and Vincent mm-hmm. wearing the suits. Yeah. Um, uh, there was like a rumor like a long time ago before Tarantino said he was only going to make ten movies, and uh, he he was like. There was just a, like Tarantino never said anything about it, but fans were just like, oh, there's going to be a Vega uh, movie, which like Tarantino would never waste his time on, <laughs> on a Vega Brothers right. movie. That's like a Hobbs and Shaw movie or something. Yeah, like. terrible. Oh <laughs> and uh, but even uh, Tarantino, speaking of that, like the whole 10 movie thing, he when he uh, made the like final cut for Reserv- Reservoir Dogs, I keep wanting to say Reservation Dogs. But Reservoir Dogs, um, when when he finished the movie and it like I think it premiered at like Sundance Film Festival, before it was big, before Sundance was a big deal, um, he was like, "Oh, I'm making movies for the rest of my life," like he knew it immediately, and I was like, "That's how you know you made some good shit," is when like what just happened? Oh my god, can you get it on there? Yeah, you're crazy. If it, yeah, there we this go. This is great. Rob is the greatest producer. I was sitting here like, why are we just sitting here looking at a screensaver? Yeah, right. This is so cool. You guys don't know shit about podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, um, when when the final cut happened and it premiered, uh, Quentin Tarantino was like, "Yeah, I'm a filmmaker now. I'm making movies for the rest of my life." Yeah. Mm-hmm. After that movie, I would say the same thing. And. Uh, and then I think it wasn't until he made like Jackie Brown or something. He's like, I'm only making 10. And I was like, I wasn't even born. But in my head, I'm like, that's great. Yeah. Because you don't have time. Like, he's not like, I mean, Martin Scorsese, he makes as many movies as he wants. And he still makes great movies. Yeah. But like, it's good to have that discipline of like 10 and they all need to be bangers. It's like Kubrick. But like, he's not going to stop like being involved in Hollywood. I'm sure. I'm probably. He'll he's probably definitely going to produce. Yeah. produce. Definitely going to produce. But he probably will still write and stuff. Yeah, he said he's going to uh, write novels, 
Oh yeah, I can see what I was saying about like the novelization feel. Yeah, I could definitely. I that even makes me want to read novelizations to movies mm-hmm. because the I Once Upon a Time in Hollywood one is my. It's, it's so good. Does it they, does it really flesh out the story more? It, it's so good because like there's more. It's almost like you're watching watching a director's cut of yeah. the movie, but like you're reading a script for it. But even in the scenes that are in the movie and like. Like you, when I, when I read it, like literally I bought the book at Barnes and Noble when it came, I was like, I need to be the first one to have this. And so I bought it. And when you're reading like Rick Dalton's character, you can hear Leonardo DiCaprio in his accent. Mm -hmm. Just it's perfect. And then like in the opening scene with Al Pacino as Marvin, Marvin Schwartz and fucking Leonardo DiCaprio as Rick, uh, Rick Dalton. And they're at the, the dine, the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it doesn't even take place in the, that scene doesn't take place in a restaurant in the book. It's like at his produce, producing office. And uh, you get to see his, his, uh, his secretary. And, the, you, and when they're having the conversation, he even explains like what's going through Rick Dalton's mind while Marvin Schwartz is, is mm. talking. And like if he's fidgeting. And then when you watch, uh, for me, like I watched the movie again and you're like, this is how, this is what Leonardo DiCaprio is thinking this is what rick dalton is thinking while he's acting because basically a novelization is basically just the notes that the director gave the actors Mm -hmm. especially quentin tarantino when he writes out these characters and how great of a performer leonardo dicaprio is and how great of a director tarantino is is that you know that while performing leonardo dicaprio knew all of this all of this information that's in the novel Leonardo DiCaprio knew all of this already. Right. Like this was his mentality. Like he's Rick Dalton. He was ready. To, like he was mm-hmm. there. And it's so- kind of like after I, after I started reading comics, after Marvel movies, I started reading comics. Mm-hmm. So it made it makes it even better. It made it. I could. I read everything in Robert Downey Jr.'s voice and, so, and yeah, and it's Chris good. And Liam. It made the reading. You know what really like does it is voice up is Deadpool. Yeah, Reynolds for sure. That's like I ultimate. So many Deadpool comics after the movies. It's pretty because crazy. I heard his voice in there. Mm-hmm. That's why Harry Potter was so <laughs> yeah huge mm-hmm. after the movies started the, coming yeah. out, and they're like, "Oh, we had Midnight Madness," and literally the books sold out overnight. That's crazy. Oh yeah, and they had to wait. And that was months. like your bag yeah. for sure. Like you were there. Yeah, in the shit. <laughs> we were there. We were like, uh, first of all, we prepaid. Okay. Let me get that. Thank you. But there was people sitting there like they can imagine the character. That's so cool. From the movie. And that was it. Like you don't even know how to pronounce these characters names. Yeah. I said Hermione's name wrong for. Yeah. I said Hermione. I was like, who the fuck is Hermione? And then, and then for some reason, Ian knew it was Hermione. He's like, dude, it's Hermione. I didn't know why he knew that. I was like, how do you know it's Hermione? Like, that seems like something he would that? know. It exactly, <laughs> exactly. I was like this fucking Hermione chick in the book. He was like, her name is Hermione. You fucking idiots! <laughs> He's like you fucking loser. Ian read all of the. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter I'm really books. good. I mean, I told you I'm really into books this year. Yeah, like, I can tell. If, I try. I'm trying to be, but I haven't cracked one. Then I, I, I'm cheating. It's not, but like I'm cheating. Like it's audiobooks mostly. That's not cheating. But. Still, I'm getting it's just the job somebody book. reading it to you. It's still a book. Yeah, I'm fucking busy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't got fucking time to sit down and flip pages. 
And I have a phobia of paper cuts. Yeah. So mind your fucking business. It's terrible. I'm really get. I'm really nervous about my knuckles getting. Cut I'm doing. Out. I'm reading right now for the people listening. I'm reading Chaos by Tom O'Neill, the Charles Manson book, the true Charles. Manson. If you own Helter Skelter, go burn it and go buy Chaos because all that's a lie. Everything's always a lie. But Never I'm about trust to the government. I'm about to finish this one and then I'm gonna read the Oppen an Oppenheimer book. Oh, that's gonna be. Because this chaos book I'm listening to is like 16 hours long. I got like five hours. I got like five hours left. That's not wow. long at all. And uh, but this Oppenheimer one is like 23 hours. Yeah. And uh, lot, like like I think Charlemagne's book is like 24 hours. Damn. And 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 uh, but I read the reviews on the Oppenheimer one. They said the record the person who reads it, it's not that good. But they were like, but the book is amazing. But the book is good. And I was like, damn, I might have to just buy this shit and actually read it. But. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I don't People know. People get money off of doing those book reads. Jennifer Jason Lee, the the girl who played Daisy Domergue in Hateful Eight, she's the one who read the uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood book. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. And nice. Her voice is amazing. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of celebrities, like uh, if you listen to um, Slaughterhouse Five, I think James Franco read that. And then. Um, one uh one flew over the cuckoo's nest. John C. Riley read that one. That's oh. tight. Also, another book I listened to uh earlier before this chaos one, I listened to uh Matthew McConaughey's book, read by Matthew McConaughey. If these so the, good, those <laughs> book publishing companies are smart. Mm-hmm. You get these na- big names to read your book, and people are just going to want to hear these people read to right. them. It doesn't fucking matter what they say. Yeah, yeah. Matthew, talk to me. Like, Matthew I'm McConaughey reading his own book. <laughs> But I recommend that book if you want. It, like, there's some real gems in there. I bet in the Matthew McConaughey book, it's called Green Light. We just watched Interstellar the other day, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that movie is so. I need good. to rewatch that because the part where he's where there's like that's relativity for you, and everything they say <laughs> is so like matter of fact. Yeah, he's yeah. like, yeah, you spend an hour here, that's seven years on Earth, so yeah. that's just what it is, buddy. Yeah, that scene <laughs> on the Miller's planet. Yeah. That Hans Zimmer killed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the best mm-hmm. shit I've ever seen. That's why I love that movie is that scene alone. But uh, when that planet is crazy, all the, the it's nothing but shallow water. Mm. Crazy. Oh, and it is when you're talking about a panic attack, because Amanda's <laughs> never seen it. So when oh, really? He says, yeah, that was my first time watching it. Oh, my God. When he says, what happened to the mountains? And I was like, Amanda's about to find out what happened to the mountains. Oh, my God. And it's a fucking. I was like, it's a wave. <laughs> Rob's like, mm-hmm. and when you see Tars just go ham and just fucking do, 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 with the arms, with and shit. the arms, that shit I was, was like, oh shit, he's really, out he's really there. doing this. Yo, shit. I they made you fall in love. It was very two thousand one in space. Yeah. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Tars because they weren't that these is stupid a, android. Right. They were just these big blocky mm-hmm. dumb computer screen. Yeah. Like they weren't dumb, obviously, but they would just look yeah. non cool. That's yeah. exactly how we would progress in the human world. We get functionality out first and then you make it look nice. Right. So yeah. like you could uh like his 
what did they say? Like his humor levels. Yes. Like he He's like, we need you to That's take funny. it down. Because he was way too sarcastic. Mm-hmm. He was like, unless I open the airlock and suck all of you out of here. <laughs> he was like, calm down. He's like, I need you to bring that down to an eight, please. Because you can relate to that. Some people, you're like, yeah. your sister humor is way too like. Yeah. We're in fucking space. Yeah. yeah. Just no like, t- relax. This isn't a laughing matter. <laughs> yeah. You're a robot. Not me, dude. The black hole scene is crazy. Did you... See, there was like in 2019 or was it 2018? Like the first real picture of a black hole. That was last year. That was 20, not last year. It was 2020. 2020. That was during the. That's when everybody was like, "Oh, this is really the end of the fucking world." <laughs> it was like the first picture of a real black hole. Yeah. And then uh, it compared to go. They compared it, it, to it compared to Interstellar yeah. that came out like seven years ago, and they're yeah. like, "Holy shit, Christopher Nolan got it right." Yeah. But he got that from from real science. Yeah, they're like, this is what it will theoretically Mm -hmm. look like, and they were fucking right. Yeah, but the fact that you gotta think that that if we can observe it in space terms, that's really fucking close. It's crazy. That's really close. If we can observe it, that's like that shit just opened up down the street essentially. Mm-hmm. But I love that they, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> that is like a that's so crazy to think about. Like, but that, it terrifies they, me. Uh, me and the manager kept talking about the they thing when they kept saying like they opened up the yeah the black and hole. you don't like yeah they're like who's they it's they're the like, unknown they're like there's no way that this happened naturally somebody had to put and this fucking in Matt there. Damon with the surprise. Fucking appearance. Being a nut job. Yeah. But just when you thought, I remember the movie poster being him. You right. never, I never even knew Matthew McConaughey exactly. was in that was movie. Like, I've never seen this movie before because I thought it was fucking, what's his name? Matthew, uh, fucking Matt Damon. Yeah. And he's only like, in the movie for like 20 minutes. I was like, where the fuck is like this guy? <laughs> and it's, it's, I would rather have seen Matthew McConaughey on the front. But I guess to make it more dramatic, you would have to have Matt Damon on the Because yeah. his, because the shot that they took of him On makes the planet, sense. Right. Yeah. Because it makes Interstellar look like, oh, so you have no idea. It's like a kind of uplifting movie in this. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's still really sad about like, the planet being covered in, like it's essentially yeah. the it was second like dust ashes. bowl. Yeah. He was like, yeah, corn and okra are never going to grow ever again. Dude, mm-hmm. That's crazy. You have no fucking type of crops. You have no water. What did you guys watch this on? HBO Max? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Because I saw it, and I was like, oh, no, we're going to watch this right now. You're mm-hmm. going to watch this movie. And I stayed up for the whole thing. Because it's too good not to. Because the water, it keeps getting you every time. Yeah. Knowing that his dream was the future. Right. Remember he yeah. kept having a dream? Yeah. That was him dreaming about being on the water planet. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, it was him all along. It was almost like Tenet. But... It, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. Tenet he, is so good. He be trying. To, I watched he, Tenet he, again. He be, by he the be way, trying to tell you, so. Tenet is. I. You know what? I'm still fucking lost. I'm like, dude. I don't fucking dude, get you it got, again. I don't get. How many it times again. have you seen it total? Let's be honest. I'm usually. I haven't. The last time I've sat down and like front to glowed my eyes to the screen without looking at my phone. It was a while ago, but I've watched it like five times, like as I'm doing other stuff. Oh and, no, dude! But I'm just like the turnstile gets event. me every time. I get what's, I get the physics behind what's happening. Mm-hmm. I just still don't. 
understand what's his name's where he is in time. Who? The Russian dude. I don't know if he's oh, from okay. the past or the future. I don't know which he's... one he's from. How is he breathing in in our world? But mm-hmm. he's isn't he inverted? He has the thing when he is inverted. But when we see him, he has him, the portable tank. But when we see him, I'm talking about when he's not with the tank. Is he inverted then too? No. Is he from the future? No, he's going forward. Somebody but he's already went him. backward. And so he's trying to. So when he has the mask with the lady, and this he tries is to have to explain, guys, this will tie back into Interstellar. There's a part of Interstellar that's kind of like, what? I haven't seen Interstellar in a while. Yeah. So you guys are going to have to update me. Yeah. But when he goes, he asks the his wife that he fucking beats the shit out of. Like, he rocks her shit. But anyways, um, it's pretty wild. Yeah. But he uh, he asked her where the algorithm is. And then she says she doesn't know. And then and eventually he gets like an idea. And so he goes in the turnstile. And while he's going, he's because before he gets in it, he tells his bodyguards, he's like, tell me everything that happens in order. And so when he goes, does the interrogation thing, goes in the turnstile, he already told his homeboy, like, hey, let me know in the past. You know what I mean? So he goes in the back and while he's going, John, uh, the protagonist is going forward. And so he tries to meet him right there because he, when that's when they're doing the truck, fuck, they're doing the truck job, the truck robbery thing when he's stealing the part. And then that's when he tries to catch him because he's already lived. Like he's going like that already happened to the Russian guy. So he's meeting him there. And that's why he's like, where did you put this shit? Because he found out he took it away from the truck. I remember that. And so when he when he goes, and that's when he takes him back there. Takes him back there. And, uh, See? I'm trying to remember the timeline. It's Tenet, man. And then, because cause that's when he, when he gets the algorithm. Or no, he, he didn't get it because he already... He, John David Washington thought he needed one part of the algorithm, but really, because that's what Robert Pattinson's character tells him. He's like, that's not what he needed. He just needed to know where it's at. And that's worse because once he knows where it's at, he could go at any point in time and go and get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then so, and by the way, the whole time, Robert Pattinson knows everything Everything. that's going to happen. Yeah. That's the part that confuses me. And so he needs to play along. Like this is the first time it's happening because he can't fuck up right, what John David Washington is doing because he's the person who made mm-hmm. this whole concept. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's the one who made Tenet. Like he's the guy. This is his mission. Right. And so, so, <laughs> so when, is, I gotta watch it one again, dude, man. This shit gets me jacked. Uh, how how good this movie is. But people don't get it. It's good. <laughs> I get it, but you also are like, I understand everything that. I think but even I'm the just, lady I tells you, it's like, up. don't try to understand it. Just mm-hmm. feel it. And so when you go along with the movie, because the whole time, this is what I was talking about with the movie Chinatown, with the movie Inherent Vice, with Walking Phoenix. John David Washington doesn't know what the fuck's going on right. the whole movie. But he's also a genius in this movie because when he gets inverted, the He's way literally, his brain 
work reacts quickly to mm. be like I'm backwards. Yeah. So I have to do everything. I, yeah. He was. That's what there. the military in me likes that part. I'm that's like, why he's, he's a true special. That's agent. why he's the one who came up with this mm-hmm. shit because he's a genius. He's a genius in this movie. And what's his name has a master's in physics. He says, mm-hmm. and he's just like, but you're basically he's my boss. Like mm-hmm. he was just so good at fighting and shooting and knowing that he came in contact he's a fucking with man. himself, yeah. and he was very calm. He was very like, this is normal. Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. happening to me? And like even yeah, when he's fighting himself, he, the reason why he's literally shooting to scare his past self when he's going backwards he's literally shooting at the window like trying to get him to like dodge it and so that's why he takes apart the gun so like he can't fight back so he so his past self doesn't kill his future self i think that's genius Mm -hmm. like literally he's fighting wasting the ammo takes apart the gun and runs the fuck away because he knows and then when the thing blows up and he sucks himself back Mm -hmm. out of the thing but you're watching John David Washington watch himself in real time. So you're like, I but he doesn't know that's him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But you, he's still like sitting here. And then like, even Robert Pattinson finds out that his pres his past self mm-hmm. is like, oh, this is my homeboy. These are my boys right here. I need to calm the fuck down and make sure my present tense homeboy yeah. doesn't flip out. I need right. I need to or make... touch him because he was like y'all can't Yeah, the touch particles each can't other come into contact. Because you will annihilate each other. Mm-hmm. And that's the part I think I keep cuz anytime there's world ending stuff, I need mm-hmm. to know the intricate details. What is the Russian dude doing that is going to end us? Yeah. And and all I can understand that's what you, is that's that somebody what we... from the future wants us dead. They yeah. like they want to kill us in the future. And they're like, what happens if you kill your grandfather? And they're saying these people are so hell-bent on killing us that they are willing to find out. Mm-hmm. Whatever is happening in They're the willing future, to ruin the construct of time. And, because whatever, and create something yeah. worse, quote-unquote, worse than a nuclear holocaust. And because that's know. like the level of the scale that they build for us audience. Yeah. That this shit, oh, how fucking... Like, they literally... Like, these bad guys have a control over time now. Yes. Like and this that, is above governments. These are people. These are shadow governments. These mm-hmm. are like the no government should know that this thing exists mm-hmm. because that's too much power for any. And me and Amanda were saying like, oh, there's there's real like shadow governments that do that. Like there's yeah. people who still create stuff mm-hmm. that's like, oh no, nobody should have like certain yeah. computer viruses and all those movies they make about that stuff. Yeah, it's dead ass like truth like. Some people are so smart and like an artist of death. And that is. That's pretty crazy. That's crazy. Somebody in that movie created something that manipulated the protons that. Because you know what? You know what made me watch Tenet again was thinking about this article I read that in Antarctica, they uh, witnessed or like observed particles going two seconds like in reverse in reverse mm-hmm. from what we that's but only in this spot of the world you is like for some reason that's why there's an ice wall there come, come on man it's the earth's flat duh duh dummy you didn't see the moon last night that was a picture yeah. great project great projection it's a projection guys. yeah somebody's outside i ordered crumble that's why i've been looking at my phone oh for real oh, is yeah. that them no that's not them okay 
Damn, they just be honking it. That'd be wild. Hey, bitch, come get your cookies. <laughs> come get your and they throw <laughs> the shit on the street. Um, they probably someone's probably trying to get out. But I always wanted to. I I want to know why Christopher yeah. knows. You guys didn't prep me for this. this tenant talk, but next time I will be. Well, I think watch. it all is. It's. You know I'm always down for a tenant conversation. It's like Reservoir Dogs, The Unknown. Yeah, Making a movie that you don't know stuff and it's still fucking good. Yeah. You need to rewatch Interstellar. That would be yeah. revisit. We need I need to rewatch Tenet too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a trip. It's it, all these Inception, Interstellar. Dunkirk is crazy. I haven't seen it. Dude. It's it's exactly what you think it is. Like a Christopher Nolan directing a World War One movie or World War Two movie, it's exactly what yeah, you. It's think. not Michael Bay explosions. They're very like. <laughs> no, this is it has very much to do with time. Yeah, like <gasps> there's a time limit on things happening, and there's a twist at the end. It gives me anxiety. It's crazy. Like because no, no, Dunkirk is the most anxiety inducing because you're really? like they're like this shit needs to happen right now and nothing's happening. So oh it's pretty God. crazy. Like Uh-oh. Tom Hardy plays a pilot and he runs out of gas in the middle of the air and he's just gliding for like a day. It's crazy. That's more is more anxiety inducing than the final mission in Inception. Oh, I'm not a big fan of Inception. It's good, but I don't think it's up like I think people overrate it sometimes. It's I don't think it's overrated. That's the movie that introduced us to yeah, like to like the complex that ideas. That type of Christopher Nolan. That was that, that movie, was him stepping up. Oh, it destroyed everybody's brain after that. Yeah. You're like, I think that movie may have single-handedly created Reddit because people were trying <laughs> to fucking figure out what the fuck is going on in this goddamn movie yeah. like cuz we were all trying Is he awake or not? Yeah. Is he awake or not? Mm-hmm. And it, because I'm this is pre inception, but um the prestige. Ugh. That shit. Just kinda oh wow. my god. When you like ma- literally magicians going back and forth. Beefing. You've never seen magicians <laughs> beefing before, yo. They were you were like, yo, these niggas is beefing and I fucks with it, G. For real. And like they and literally Hugh Jackman is I think it's hilarious. Like this part I think is hilarious. He's so pissed. He's like, I'm going to go to Tesla and he's going to make my trick. He's like, I hate this dude so much that I'm going to get real shit. Yeah. Right. Like, this isn't right. magic no more. Right. Like, gonna, I'm going to kill myself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Bring myself back to yeah, life. I'm going to kill my fucking yeah. self. Top it never reminds you of fucking uh, Nightmare Alley. Yeah. Like how the, the links he's losing himself. Go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. For that. To entertain people. That's to, why Nightmare Alley is great. And we are artists. There is a level of... I was just talking about the that The obsessed with artist is a great We are... Concept. Something is almost sick. Like, you have to be delusional. Phantom Thread? multiple times. Phantom Thread, Daniel Day... Or There Will Be Blood. That's mm-hmm. the ultimate savage. Mm-hmm. Of, like, I don't give a fuck. You're my son. I don't know you. Right. You're my competition mm-hmm. now. Oh, like Jobs? That's the name yeah. of it? Yeah. Jobs, and he was like, my daughter. Yeah. Like, Cool man, great. There will, oh my god, there will be blood. Steve Jobs, um, I Phantom Thread is a fucking a, a terrible one. That's like it's ruining your marriage. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, when the Jeff Bezos movie happens one day, <laughs> you're gonna find out the same. It'll happen, bro. It'll happen. It'll be sure. an Amazon Prime exclusive, <laughs> and we're gonna be right there watching yeah. that shit. 
on our real. VR headsets. Wouldn't it be crazy if Netflix was like, now nah, we got this? <laughs> That'd be hilarious. That'd be They'll crazy. be like, it's because Amazon owns us now. Because mm-hmm. who doesn't see that coming? Oh, my God. It'll happen. Oh, come on, man. Yeah. The Amazon's trying to kill Netflix right now. There's some of their content that they're putting out on Amazon. Like, they have, like, four new shows yeah. coming out. I'm like, how do you... That budget... They just, they're, they're dropping, we're talking about series. Amazon? Yeah. 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 Series they're dropping. Animated, regular fucking live action. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, they're, the Netflix time. makes better movies, but the when it comes to the budgets of these Amazon movies, crazy. Apple, I heard Apple TV has some of the best yeah. shows. Oh, yeah. M. Night Shyamalan actually has one, and I never watched it, but I it looks good. The pretty... Shyamalan. That's the budget. You, we don't even need M. Night Shyamalan budget. You just be like, dude, give me like $600,000. <laughs> and it'll be like... I will make a masterpiece. And they'll be like, yeah, <laughs> fucking here, dude. That's, yeah. that's a debit card swipe to them. Yeah. They're like, yeah, here you go, man. Yeah. Like, I know what people talk about not selling out. Fuck that. No, you I'll need sell money out to make your dream heartbeat. happen. Yeah. yeah, like, fuck that, dick nigga. If, yeah. if Warner calls me tomorrow and says... We need you to. Oh, okay, yeah, man. Yeah, you want me to make pop music? Accept it. There's no problem. <laughs> I learn how to play piano tonight. Yeah, <laughs> no, I won't sleep for four days. For four <laughs> days, I will learn how to play piano. I promise you that. Mm-hmm. If you give me six hundred thousand dollars, for sure. There's no nothing you can tell me. Fuck everybody. Yeah. Fuck you. Like, yeah, I, I feel that. Yeah, that's why I, my, my point is: fuck people who say don't sell out. Fuck that. No, shit. sell out. Yeah. That's how you get your dreams to happen. For that's sure. how you get. That's how you get Interstellar. Yeah. The movie, is, and I think I told Amanda I love any outer space movie that's done mm-hmm. beautifully. Yeah. Interstellar looks wonderful. <sighs> when he leaves the ship, when they leave the black dude on the ship, and they're on the planet, dude, and they come, they back, come back, and he's like, he's like, it's been like eight years, dude. It was twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah. Damn. He had gray in his beard, and he was like, I've been waiting for you. Because he went, like, crazy, you could see. He was like, I was like, damn, he was was already fucked up to begin with. He was kind of... He was already off. Like, a little spectrum. And then 23 years, and they were like, why didn't you go to sleep? He was like, I tried. But I figured why lie to myself. Right. I forgot about that. But you have a friend. His friend was fucking Tars. Tars. The fucking man. You're never really alone when you have a robot. They're just saying. So I like, need a robot to happen because Amanda's going to leave me one day. Oh I need a robot God. to happen ASAP. So you can sit in the studio with. Yeah, for sure. I'd like if, as scary as it is, if Bezos knocked on my door, like, hey, we have like three robots we can give you. I'd like, be like, oh, yes, yeah. please. If you kill me, so be it. The same thing with like going. <laughs> I robot. I robot. I did not murder him. And with the tear? How do the, you get a tear? The tear? Whoever that visual effects artist nailed it because it didn't drop, Mm-mm. just welled up, and you're like, "Wait a minute!" Adam loves that movie. iRobot is great. He is iRobot. No, because Adam, <laughs> my old boss, Adam. Who's the actor that played the robot? Mm. Oh, that's a good question. Let's see. He needs his fucking flowers. That I bet guy. Somebody who's popping now. We probably know him. Yeah. It's somebody who's super popping. Oh my god! I want to. But Adam, he doesn't. He's like when robots die in movies for humans, it it makes him cry. He doesn't care when humans die. His name was Sunny. Yeah. 
And he was like, when robots die, he's like, when Terminator, when he did the thumb, yeah. he said he was bawling in the movie theaters because he was like, there's no reason a robot should die for a human. I said, that's hilarious. Adam. Yeah. <laughs> like, has he ever seen, who is it? His name's Adam. Okay. My old boss. Alan. Oh, shit. Uh, him. What was he in? He Everything. Was... Everything. Let me see Mendo. He's the dude in that show now on Amazon. His name is, uh, what's his name, babe? Say it in the mic. Alan Tudyk. Alan. Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. Because nobody said it in the mic after I said it. Yeah, he was in Dodgeball. He was the pirate in Dodgeball. He's done a lot of animated films. Is there more? A lot of animated films. Keep going, because he has a, that fucking But he voice, played Sonny dude. in iRobot. Yeah, keep going. He was... Uh, oh, yeah, by new, newest first. No, you don't have to. You can just turn it and then turn it back to us if you want. Yeah, keep going down. Oh, he was in 42. He was in 42. That's where I know him from. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah, was, uh, he was. He was the, the Phillies manager. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Was he? He, he was evil. He was City, was he? That's not Sin City, I see. No, it's Tucker and Dale versus Yes, he was. He was the brother in Tucker and Dale. And he was like, these weird college kids are trying to murder us. Mm -hmm. He's funny, too. I remember my dad put that movie on uh, for me, me, my brother. He was in A Knight's Tale. He was the... um... Never seen it. Rob? You talking about the funny movie, A Knight's Tale? Right there? Yeah. Heath Ledger? With Heath Ledger? You've definitely seen that movie. I've seen... Uh, the movie with James Franco and Danny McBride. That's the movie I've seen. Your Highness. Your Highness. Your Highness. Ooh, Julie has no stick. <laughs> See. Oh shit, he's a yeah. The robot. The the robot. What's from his name? Sunny. Sorry. Sunny. The robot from iRobot. His name is Sunny. Sunny. Okay. That's the dude, the pirate from Dodgeball. Everybody's mm-hmm. seen Dodgeball for sure. Yeah, flowers to uh, Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. Shout out to him. Um, is he British? British, probably not. Who are like? No, he's American. <laughs> okay, cool. The him as the Phillies manager, pure evil. The most racist, uh, the most racist role I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just like, damn, it's fucked up. And especially like that's the first time I ever seen Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, I was like, this dude's a legend, and he's <laughs> just talking shit like while he's playing, and I'm just like, damn. Like, that was a good embodiment of Jackie Robinson. Yeah. That was perfect. That movie... R.I.P. That movie is so good. That, like, revamped my love for baseball. And... I don't know. And what's his name? A Law and Order? The guy? He's in there, too. He's the yes. he's the manager of the Dodgers. But, yeah. I I mean, I love that movie. He's going to play for this ball club. So good. I love it. Definitely would never invigorate. Uh, Christopher Baloney. That's the guy? Mm-hmm. Damn, what somebody a- just got stabbed down the street. Oh, you got that app? Yeah, the Ring app. Oh, around Ring here? does it? Yeah, the Neighborhood app. The Neighbor app is what it's called. Oh. That, of course, around this That's bitch, cool. <laughs> we be seeing all kinds of shit. People we literally just saw an ambulance. That's down the street. We ain't moving now. <laughs> There's a, we literally just saw an ambulance yeah, outside in our like earlier today. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah there was yeah, one right yeah. there. Thanks to my OD. Yeah. Maybe. Damn. We don't know. We don't know, but they look very like 
Like, Calm. yeah, they look like, oh, fuck. I know yeah. that the people behind us, their uh, balconies cleared off in the front now. So I don't know if that was. Somebody probably came through and said, enough is enough. <laughs> because That's... them motherfuckers tried to build a fence in the back of their art condo. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. They dug a six foot trench. Yeah. Six by like three, They're like ten by fourteen. Chemical warfare own, down yeah, there. Had their own stakes and they shit. They had stakes in there. Damn, it's like fucking World War One. Yeah, they were ready. They might have got kicked out. Digging them trenches. Maybe. You never Building a fence like that's crazy. It's the craziest thing, right? That's <laughs> a meth thought. Yeah. I'm gonna build not a. We're not talking about a gate, guys. Like three feet high. They were trying to make a privacy fence in mm-hmm. the back of their house. It that's was pretty crazy. <laughs> Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> if I saw that just passing by, I would laugh. <laughs> you think I wasn't just... sitting back up in here watching this dude? Because you go to sleep and you just see them digging. Just and fucking then you going wake up and, there's, and they're hey, still going. There's, there's, there's more. They multiply. All of a sudden, right. you're like, what the, what the fuck happened last like, night? What, right. What happened last night? They do all of this at night, by the way. Mm-hmm. This happens all. They only operate at night. Yeah. Only. For sure. Only I hear him drilling out there at three o'clock in the morning. He's building a cabinet. Are they? Do they live there, or are they just like fucking? Who lives in the meth house? They're taking metro, the metro here or something. They're just hopping on free Dude, ride. I've done that before. It <laughs> is the, the people that we see come in and out of there. We'll they see, come. <laughs> we'll see a Dodge Neon one day, and then a Benz the next day. Mm-hmm. That's pretty An crazy. Audi. They just come all the way from downtown. They just come all the way from downtown yeah. on the light rail. And fucking like a like thirty a, minute ride, easy. <laughs> a two thousand. Oh, but they're on meth, bro. They're, they're on meth. That's a fucking bullet train for them. Yeah. <laughs> just five minutes tops. Right. You, can, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna walk. <laughs> <laughs> just get a good work in. Right. Because where did, there's the rail gets nowhere close to our house. Nowhere close. Yeah. Where's what are we on? Twenty ninth. Okay. I was about to say. Hold on. Yeah. I, I want to say the full. Well, it doesn't fucking we're on twenty. We're on twenty nine. Pull up, find I, us. pull up. Yeah. I fucking dare you. That this neighborhood, don't pull up out here. You get <laughs> fucked up. You won't find us, but <laughs> <laughs> you'll see somebody digging <laughs> a moat for their fucking fence. Yeah, they'll fucking have a what is it called? Uh, a moat. That's what it is. Fuck. <laughs> You mean a, you're trying to say I was a drawbridge? Draw bridge. That's but I was what like, but what's say, the water? Say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said just said drawbridge. That would have been equally as funny. But, no, but I and like then the, the Mexican dude that was out there this morning. He had that shit cleaned up like it was nothing. Yeah, they made them fill the holes in. Like two hours. Right. <laughs> Maybe Literally. 30 minutes. He used a rake. A rake. On dirt. Yep. And a uh, shovel to... To get off the bricks that they were building to make oh, like a, sh- a brick fence <laughs> <laughs> with like concrete, like asphalt. <laughs> they about to start pouring. Concrete. They were just start, right. They like, were waiting. They, they were the, like, about to start pouring concrete ready. tomorrow. They pull bro. up with like a caulking gun and everything. <laughs> they were ready. They're just about to fucking go in. The, when when John like when John when John said we should set up a time lapse video and just call it Meth Watch. <laughs> <laughs> 
That shit was hilarious. Just do it like a Big but, Brother type live feed. They clean up all their dog shit all the time. They're the they only ones who clean their dog shit. That's good. And took my trash out that was sitting in the They back. took your trash out? When I was out of oh. town, I would see her come to our back porch and just grab their bags and take them to their trash. You should, like, pay them to clean the house. This should look. <laughs> what are you kidding me? Look what we got here. <laughs> you know about the. I thought we keep closing the windows in the back because I don't want you to know we got this shit. They break into this bitch. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Here. Yeah, but but anyways, what are we talking about here? Tenant, how did we get here? Meth. Time travel. Time travel. Meth makes you time travel. Yeah. <laughs> Them motherfuckers will have a fence done in a night. I don't know. They reminds me of uh, this comedian. He had a joke. He had like a bit about like his sister being a meth head and going to. Uh, he was like the day of her intervention. He was like, they, the reason why they tricked her is because they told her they won tickets to Six Flags. He was like, I forgot that intervention is supposed to be like rock bottom. And like, you're not supposed to go to intervention after easily the best day ever. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I took her to Six Flags. And they'd be like, oh, you got to stop doing meth. <laughs> but yeah, like meth, like if you go like on a roller coaster, that's got, uh, what's his name? David Cross. He was just, I didn't listen to it, but David Cross was on YMH. And uh, he did, like, heroin before, or meth once. He said it, it was amazing. David Cross, who's that? He's the comedian. He's the, what is he in? He's in movies. The, um. He's the bad guy. In, uh, he's the. Scary movie. He's the producer from Alvin with and the no Chipmunks. Hair. Scary movie with no hair. Yeah. Little hair? No. Look him up, Mendo. David Cross. You know who it is. Yeah. Oh, yo. no hair. David Cross, he was on YMH. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You should have said Arrested Development, the, the Blue Man Group. Blue yeah, because he was blue for like seven episodes <laughs> for some fucking but, reason. But yeah, he did uh, like meth once. Yeah, and he said it was like amazing. There's so many people who do drugs. Like there, he, there's people like that who are like, yeah, I did meth once. It was mm-hmm. cool, man. But that's it. Like mm-hmm. I'm okay. He's literally like me. Like he's like I'm gonna try every drug once yeah. just to see what it's like. Just to see but he said he said meth he can see why people ruin their fucking lives over it (laughs) he's like it's easily the best 15 minutes ever (laughs) but but yeah it's over i gotta do it again yeah like i'm gonna fucking sell my house because they say what it is about meth is like sometimes another stabbing or is that this is uh I hope it wasn't the crumble guy. The crumble is on the way. The crumble guy got stabbed. <laughs> he was like, dude, I was on my way here. I got fucking, got fucking stabbed. He was like, give me your fucking cookies, bitch. <laughs> it turns into a reservoir dog. He's like, please just take me to the fucking hospital. But that was, that back to reservoir dogs, that scene. Touching. Of him, um. Of him, can we? Do uh, you want to? We can wrap up in a little bit. Yeah, you think they're gonna? We'll wrap up when they get here. Yes, that should be right now. <laughs> oh wait, no, be here. Yeah, in a minute, babe. Can you go get the crumble cookies? Or you want me to get it? You're closer. <laughs> but I'm in the camera. Menda, rock paper scissors, go. Two out of three. Fuck. Men, I got it. All right. Fuck! God damn it. All right. 
<laughs> what do you say? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Reservoir Dogs, so good. Very good. One of my favorite. That's like top fifty percent. Uh, Tarantino, mm-hmm. as far as like tears. Um. Uh, what what do we want to do, Menda? What do you think we should do next week? Since we're starting to wrap up, Interstellar. Interstellar wouldn't be bad. Not a bad idea. That's a pretty complex movie. To, uh, I mean, do you want to continue with like the time? Uh, like a time movie. We could. Arrival is really good. We did Arrival though. We did Arrival. Arrival's so good. Best sci-fi movie ever. Best oh, alien damn. movie ever. Um, source code. With Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Butterfly effect. But damn. Deja vu. Damn. That's good too. Mm-hmm. You know, The Northman comes out in April. And I'm so glad okay. we haven't done we haven't done Robert Eggers movies yet. We already did Jordan Peele movies, and Nope is about to come out in July. So it's like we can't do it again. I mean, we can have another Jordan Peele episode, but we can't have like a breakdown on Get Out and a breakdown on Us again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Crumble. I'm just kidding. But we are they're about to devour these oh, cookies. Happy Valentine's oh, Day, Menda. Thank you. Damn. Even though he's going to eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's really for me, the but The Instagram pick is for you. <laughs> but um like when do I ever? <laughs> um, Enemy is really good with Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. That's a great. That's not about time or anything, but it's a really trippy movie. Um, can I? Uh, I will say other movies I watched besides. We can do Christopher uh, Nolan. Oh, but I was rewatching all of the Batman movies too. The Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. You you watched all of them? I watched the first one. With Batman nice. Begins. I need to do. I need to do the same thing. I'm, a, I'm actually going to go see the Batman in IMAX, the early premiere. I'm going to yeah. see it not this Tuesday or by the time this comes out. I'm going to see it Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to see it on March 1st, like three days before it comes out. Yeah. It's going to be sick. I actually looked up tickets. Literally sold out. Sold out. I'm going to show you the map. It's gone. Let me show you the map of the fucking theater I'm going to. Literally, it's an IMAX theater. Mm-hmm. The one right here, Desert Ridge, mm-hmm. sold. It's damn near sold out. It's it's gonna be crazy. And it's sold out. I'm sorry. The Batman um, oh. early preview. Yeah, that's done. I'm in there, baby. You made it. Yeah, me and uh, the old ball and chain. You can't call her that yet. Why? She's. I'm not married. No, because you hasn't gotten your nerves enough yet. It ain't about her. <laughs> <laughs> you still like her. Yeah. Now, Amanda, oh that's the old God. ball and chain, buddy. That shit's sold out. Two, literally two. I mean, you and Menda could probably still go. But I'm not about to go sit and fucking get row. myself. Look at this, Menda. Goddamn spinal bifida by staring up at the screen. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what I seen the last time. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to be there March 1st, Desert Ridge, 7 p.m. Don't shoot up the theater, please, because <laughs> it's not funny. Because I think about that Terrible. every single time I'm in the movies. I look at the I, literally. Like, you look at the exits, right? Sometimes I look. I miss like twenty seconds of a movie. I just be like, just in case somebody fucking try right. to catch us yeah. slipping. That uh, we talked about it. The Tempe IMAX theater. Yeah, the worst. 
Everybody. Lighten you up, son. No hiding places. Lighten you. You can't even up. drop down to the floor. They no, will see. No, because they can see your yeah. back. Because the fucking seats. <laughs> the are seats so are like. Slanted. Yeah. You trip in the Timby movie theater. You're fucked. Oh, no. You're dead. There's no catching yourself. No. When I when I went and got us food, I was like, please don't fucking. Yeah, that was. You suck. can't catch yourself. You're just gonna fall on. People. And it doesn't help that literally their IMAX theater is separated. Yeah. So it's literally it's yeah. solely <laughs> IMAX. They like. Yeah. That's the only theater there. And so yeah. you got to walk up these steep ass steps. And like, if you're all the way up there, you're fucked. Hey, again, I think we mentioned like, it might be too big. Cause that the screen? IMAX at Desert Ridge is perfect. We were like in the middle, like a closer. Yeah. Uh, like not mid dead center, but we were like a little bit closer to the screen. And that was a little big for Spider-Man. Yeah. When you can't see the bottom, I think that's perfect. Like if I can't see where the bottom of the screen is, then yeah. I'm like, okay. Because when we saw Black Panther, you saw, like, the whole mm-hmm. screen. It was you good. You kind of have to, like, move your eyes left and right. Yeah. Because in Spider-Man, I bet you if I saw it now, it would be a whole bunch of stuff that I just never noticed. Yeah. I mean, I seen, I saw Dune, like, three times in theater, and IMAX. Yeah. And watching it on TV, completely different movie. I couldn't even imagine it seeing it in theaters and not in IMAX. Right. Like, that would be weird. Yeah. I, that's why me and the, we haven't watched it since we saw it yeah. in the theaters. Because also, it was too good. Right, when, you're, when you're there, it's like you're trying to consume every single. Yeah, it's hard. Second, With how big every, that movie yeah. is. Yeah. You're trying every to. Every part of the screen. Especially because of this podcast. It's like, not even just the podcast, just how my brain is. I'm like, I like to look behind the person. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, did you see that person back there doing <laughs> yeah. that random mm-hmm. weird shit? Yeah. Like. Looking when oh. people put background in and that's good, yeah. Like, you're like, oh, that was really good detail. Is another recurring out of this just you said background. Another recurring thing in Quentin Tarantino movies is the I've shown you like the Wilhelm scream, where like wow, you know, mm-hmm. they do it in Star Wars a lot, like the stormtroopers when they fall. That is in almost every um, Quentin Tarantino movie. When the cops get shot, and yeah. Shit. The, the when the cops get shot and then in Pulp Fiction, I forgot when it happens. Uh, I know in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it's when the it's the show like the Bounty Law show where it's like a like a little scene from it. Kill Bill, it happens when the big sword fight scene when she's fighting everybody. Mm-hmm. But it, it happens in pretty much every. Yeah, I remember you have mentioned the Wilhelm scream a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's a very and to be honest, that scream I forgot where it originated, but now if you use that scream, it's like an ongoing joke. Yeah. It, it's like oh You're oh he used funny, it yeah. yeah or he used the Wilhelm ah. scream. It's pretty funny. Like when you hear it, you're like, "That's it's blatant." Like yeah. you use that to be, to be like it's like a little inside joke kind of thing. If you hear it, you hear it. But, but yeah, that's another thing that re- recurs. Have you watched that? Uh, this is a very abrupt random change. Yeah. Have you watched that Korean show? All of us are dead. No, I've heard about it. I've heard people talk. about I'm it. I'm watching it now. I thought I finished it, but I definitely didn't. So I'm on like episode ten. I think there's like thirteen or fourteen episodes. Mm-hmm. Koreans really know how to do it, man. They're I've been getting like sorry, this is changing it again. <laughs> but speaking of Asians, I've been getting into <laughs> Japanese cinema recently. Mm-hmm. All this week. But Koreans, yes, they're a completely different style of movies. Mm-hmm. But yes, Korean like when I when you say Korean, I think of Bong Joon Ho. Yeah. Because Parasite is literally one of the best movies ever. Oh, these movies, these like this show, they're doing what you can just see that they're like paying. They even say Train to Busan 
in this show. They're like, yeah. oh, this is like Train to Busan. Like, these are zombies. <laughs> That's because hilarious. In this, in Train this to Busan is good. Yeah. And this, he, that, it's like the fact that they mention it in this show, you're like, oh, yeah, they're not even trying to, like, yeah, they were inspired by that yeah. show. Mm-hmm. But, I hate that when they're like, like, you don't know what a zombie is? Like, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> they're like, no, we know exactly what the fuck these are. And that's how the show starts. Yeah. It's like, but there's so many, like, today, you know, every zombie movie or a zombie show has a moment where you see a family member. And this one yeah, dude sees yeah, yeah. his mom. The way that they shot the flashback scenes, there's a scene where she's like, he's like sleep on the table, and like as he's looking at her and she's trying to like kill him, he just they flash back to her like laying down next to him on the table after he like fell asleep at the table doing his homework, mm-hmm. and he's just like crying because his mom is now she was trying to get to him. That's why she turned to us. They show that in the show too. Oh shit! They show her break out of the show <laughs> or like break out of where she's at and trying to get to him, and she just. That doesn't a good ruin show? the show at all, by the it's way. It's a good show. Oh my god! How many is it? Like a limited series, or is it like a show? I think it's a show. I'm not sure if it's limited or not. I I don't think how it's many episodes be are there. It's thirteen now. Thirteen. Or that 14. seems like a show. There might be a season yeah. two. I haven't. I even, haven't finished it, so I wouldn't know if there is going to be a season. I haven't two. seen Squid Game. I still haven't Me seen either. that. I think I kind of been like, I'm like, all right. Yeah, I think it's I, in the past. I don't think anybody cares about it. Yeah, anymore. nobody does. I hear it's still a good show. I'm sure if I watch it, it'd be like, fuck, I should have watched this yeah. when it was on. When it was popular. Yeah. I could have had so many conversations. But you just, I, you know how we are. Once everybody start hopping on the shit, yeah. you're like, mm, I mean, watch it. Nope blow up and be like, yeah, we already did two episodes about, <laughs> about Jordan Peele. We knew about this movie coming out for the past like year and a half. Forever. Mm-hmm. Before we even had a trailer, we knew about this Yeah. Movie. We, we knew just saw the line saw of being a, in the sky. That's all we saw. We saw a cloud, and we were like, "Yep, yep, terrifying." Right? <laughs> You're like, it, from the trailer, it looked a lot like. Uh, I think you guys predicted it. The happening. A little bit, like like nature taking its course. No, not thing. the happening. What's the movie? You're right. With the fucking nowhere. She get they people get sucked up into the invasion sky. of the body. No, where, she is the With Tom Cruise. No. Damn. God damn it. It's the chick from Don John, the old chick. Scarlett Johansson. Oh, the oh, old oh. Chick that he fucking. Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. Look up Julianne oh, okay. Moore movie. And she was in this movie. And they make people forget that these people existed. And they're like. Boogie Nights. They can't. I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> and they keep. It's another movie where they say they. They're like. They don't want you to know. Julianne Moore's in a lot of movies. So. She is. She's in The Big Lebowski. She's, fine, she's too, so fine. I'm glad you're There's saying. Something that. about her. I'm like. She's sexy, top. She's yo. top tier for me. Yeah. She got a, or, a air about. You her. know who's growing on me? Nicole Kidman. No. You know who's growing on me? Um. We have this conversation like every other. Fucking episode, every uh, ten episodes. Princess Diaries. And Hathaway. And Hathaway. Yeah. I saw, I was watching her. She's a solid pick. I was like, oh, you're pretty, like, yeah. you've aged really I actually well. just watched uh, Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. With, uh, it was like a date movie night thing. She was fine in uh, Ocean's Age. Emily Blunt in, is in, oh my God. She's not, uh, like, Cougar level yet. No. But, God damn. Is Kate Beckinsale Cougar level Yo. yet? Wait, wait, wait. The yes. For- it's The Forgotten. The Forgotten. I, haven't I seen knew that. it was one of those. Uh, Kate, but people get snatched. Up you know who the is Kate Blanchett? She and her in Nightmare Alley. The blonde. The. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. 
Yeah. I was like, okay, Hella. I yeah. like that. <laughs> but yeah, Kate Blanchett's uh, dude. And she's funny. Because she was funny as Hella. And don't uh, don't look up. She was funny. Yeah. With Tyler, her, was and, funny. her and Tyler Perry yeah. back and forth. Hilarious. Um, uh, what were we talking about? Nope. Yeah, nope looks like the happening. Can you show Nate a scene from the happening? Is that in my Shyamalan? Yeah. Is that no. the <laughs> That's the M, M. Night Shyamalan that we want to forget? Because <laughs> yeah. he did the visit as well, right? I love that we can do this. <laughs> this is real shit we're doing right now. I think it is M. Night Shyamalan. Not yeah. the happening, goddammit, the forgotten. Oh, the forgotten. yeah, the forgotten. Oh, the happening. Damn it, I was like, the happening is for sure M. Night Shyamalan. Like the, it, what was the movie called? The, the forgotten. forgotten. Okay. With Joseph Rubin. That's who directed He did it. The Forgotten? Mm-hmm. This was 2004. Nice. So, okay. Nice. These fucking ads on YouTube. I hate that. Ridiculous. Skip this. You got to see this. Oh, it's 33 seconds. We're good. We'll be all right. Julianne Moore. God damn it. She's so fucking perfect. Can they hear this, the audience? Probably not. Probably not really. <gasps> what the fuck? That's... That's every time I see this. Wait, from, what? That's the that's what I think. Is about that the I whole see. movie? Is that that happens a lot in them? Yeah, movie. yeah like the whole movie. There's like boom, and you get, they just get sucked up into the sky. That's what I like about the trailer for Nope is it doesn't give out a lot. At no, all. and I love that. And Daniel Kaluuya looks amazing. And the black cowboy thing, how they're mm-hmm. going again with that, but yeah. it's modern day black cowboy. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. This is ranch hands. Yeah. I want to live on a ranch. I'm like, oh, Daniel Kaluuya lives on a ranch. I live on a. Ranch I now. live on a ranch now. <laughs> Ian wants to live on a ranch. Damn. That'd be lit. That would be really fucking cool. Yeah. But uh, this is gonna be the second movie with Daniel Kaluuya on a horse. Queen and Slim number one. Get Out wasn't on a horse. No. 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 Daniel Kaluuya's. Dude, he's a man. So good. I love when Judas and the Black Messiah. I like that. I like to me. That's like a producer rapper duo thing. Yeah. When when like uh, Quentin Tarantino and Samuel Jackson. Yeah. That that's a dynamic duo. That's like Metro Boomin, Twenty One Savage, right? Yes, exactly. Like uh, De Niro and Scorsese, Mm -hmm. or Leo and Scorsese. Mm Mm-hmm. That those are his two. Murphy Lee and Nelly. Murphy Lee's a producer. No, I'm just saying, like dynamic, dynamic duo. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> that's I, not I'm a, like, wait a minute, not a bad what? choice though. Yeah, <laughs> only because we were watching uh, G- uh, grills. grills. Go Massive. watch grills, guys. The grills music video. We're gonna have grills on this show eventually. I'm gonna guys. get like a Tory Holt St. Louis Rams jersey and put it right here in honor of Nelly. <laughs> we're all gonna have band aids and band aids. Yeah, we got to do like an early two. We got to watch Longest Yard for Nelly. Yeah. That can be a watch along. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Comedy should be watch along since nobody yeah. cares about the dialogue. Yeah, we'll be good with, yeah. with uh, Longest Yard. I actually haven't seen it in a long time. We should try to do that. We, it's literally this. We just play the movie. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. We can literally do it from. We could do exactly what we're doing now. And just I'll watch, watch the it movie. from here. I'll air, I'll air play it to the screen. 
And we'll be set. Bing bong. Let's do that next Bing week. Bing bong. We could actually probably do it next week. Yeah. If this is uh, like once it's this episode is out and we know it worked. Yes. Then I do like be. this setup more. We're not hot. I don't feel that it's tired. I feel good. How do you feel, Menda? You're the good. tired one. You usually get tired. I'm good. Now, I mean, now after. But like about the setup. Oh, yeah, it's good. And this is a good episode, too. Yeah, I think so. Oh, well, that's what happens when you watch the movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, what I expect, literally I expected, I was going to be like, did you guys watch the movie? And both of you guys are like, nope. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, well, we're going to have to. Ju- that would be a boring episode, what, listening to listening you explain to me, Reservoir Dogs again. And be like, so here's what happens. both tune out and be like. Mm-hmm. And be like, no idea, dude. Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he really did play, act his ass off in yeah. that movie. He's a good To uh, go toe-to-toe to toe with. With uh, Harvey Keitel? Yeah. He was like, I don't tip. Insane. I don't tip. I know people like that. Fucking assholes. They're like, what do you do? <laughs> what do you do that's Charlemagne the guy said he doesn't chip tip. He's like, What'd you really do? You brought me my food. You didn't cook it. <laughs> He's um, like, Why don't you just tell me get up and go get it myself? And I'll go do that. But literally fucking uh Harvey Keitel was the original woke. Like like this is before Wikipedia, but he had the that's stats. That makes you hate that he shot cops like they were fucking pigs. Mm-hmm. He was just like bah, 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 He was like bah, fucking bah, bah, bah. Waitress or yeah, waiting is the number one occupation for non-college female mothers. Like, you have no idea what you're talking about. I love that line delivery yeah. so much because he's so powerful. Harvey Keitel. I'm going to say that's my favorite line in the whole movie as when literally Harvey Keitel doesn't say a word through Steve Buscemi's whole monologue mm-hmm. and people are like giving him shit for it, whatever. And at the very end, Harvey Keitel is like, you have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and it's literally the best line delivery. It gives me chills. Yeah. Cause if Harvey Keitel were to tell me, you have no idea what you're talking about. That, that kind of humbling. I hate when people say that to me. Cause you're like, you're right. I don't, know I what don't. I'm about. And Fuck. then, and then literally once Harvey Keitel gets done saying what he's saying, Steve Buscemi's like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> I'm still not tipping yeah. this bitch. And then Joe's like, you're going to tip this woman. Yeah. All of them have, it's like old school Italian men. Like and, they have this code. And there's even a foreshadowing in the, oh, yeah. in the movie where the Joe is like, who didn't tip? And Tim Ross character is like, he didn't tip. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a little, he's, a he's the snitch. Yeah. yeah. Also how it was like a big emphasis on like him wanting to know, um, their name, like their names. Yeah, their names, yeah. Like that's that was true. the rules. Like you don't fucking know yeah. anything. Yeah. But I like how the, the scene not the opening scene, but when they they after the uh the diner scene and he's in the back and he's like, They got me, Larry. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, you're not supposed to yeah. know that. That's like the first thing I noticed. I was like, Who the fuck is Larry? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's Mr. White, dude. What yeah. are you talking about? And fucking and Tim Roth. And the genius idea of calling them Mr. I knew their names yeah. very easily. Mr. White, Mr. Pink, Mr. Blue. Mm-hmm. Mr. Blue was Quentin Tarantino, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, he was uh, Mr. Brown. So who was Blue? The old guy. The old guy that died. Oh, he died. okay, okay, okay. And Mr. Pink is Steve, Steve Buscemi. Buscemi. Mr. He's Blonde. Like, of course you think that's cool. <laughs> I'm basically pussy. <laughs> He's like, oh. Mr. Purple. And, uh... Now I always wondered, was that a nod at another movie too? Like he was like, "There's another job, and they're Mr. Purple and they're Mr. Black already." 
Uh, those names, like having the names of Mister in a color, that's mm-hmm. from the Taking of Pelham one two three, the original one. Oh, obviously, okay. okay, okay. Hey but, man, the John Travolta one was fucking good too, man. Yeah, that's the first one I saw. <laughs> that shit was lit. I was like, this movie's so. You know what movie? Speaking of a train movie, I think we've talked about this. The Denzel Washington and Chris Pine train movie. Unstoppable. Un- that's so good. Uh, that thank movie you. Is thank you. A train movie that's done really fucking good. That's the so breaking good. scene where he's like, we got a break. And he's fucking pumping the brake, and they that's gotta turn at a hundred miles per hour. That uh, Chris Pine was supposed to be a superstar after that movie because Denzel was. literally handed the torch to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he went and made Star Trek, and he fucking was the man. Yes, and that's, but what's Chris Pine doing now? Like he was in Wonder Woman. He was in Wonder Woman. That's what he was doing. But like, is that a Spider-Man? You know, it, again, who was in Spider? Oh yeah, he was in the Spider Verse. Uh, Chris Pine. Who was he? He was the voice. Of the... Who's the voice of Spider-Man? Spider-Man? I'm just kidding. The original Spider-Man. He was Peter B. Parker. <sighs> I'm sorry. That wasn't that wasn't about what you guys are saying. No, he was burping. I needed, yeah. I needed an exhale. <laughs> but uh, Chris Pine... Who I, was he? I wish he was in uh, more movies. Nick Cage is in Spider-Verse. He was noir. He was yeah. Spider-Man noir. It just says Peter Parker, Spider-Man voice. And it's <laughs> yeah, so that was he was Peter B. Parker. And it's literally there was no other Peter Parker. And it was literally hilarious. No, Jake Johnson is Peter B. Parker. Oh yeah, fucking uh, Nick. Nick. So who the was he? The Spider-Man that died. Yes. He was the Spider-Man that died because he was the blonde one. Mm-hmm. That oh, no, that's right. That's right. He, he was. was. The, he was the one that Kingpin. So, oh, dude, can that we... was a crazy beginning to a children's movie. Yeah. I saw that in theaters, and that was pretty. And he wild. was like, "Cool, you just see Kingpin like fucking kill." I think he's about to die. Yeah, or did it stop? Manual focus. Oh yeah, charge that. Yeah, there's gonna be a new Star Trek movie, Star Trek Four in 2023. Let's that's fucking go. That Chris Pine's gonna do. Look, you know that's who's directing? Be even better. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be. He did the other ones. So. Yeah, let's wrap it up on that. Yeah, one the camera died. We had 1:45, and. uh... Oh, this was such a good episode. This good is probably job, my guys. favorite episode we've done in a long time. But anyways, um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, go on the Spotify app or the Apple podcast app and rate our podcast. Give it five stars, please. Let your friends know. And go email anything you want to notrmpod at gmail.com. Notrmpod at gmail.com. And that is it. Thank you for listening. Tune back. Tune in next week. This is episode 47. So we have five more episodes. So like one, year. two, three. What are we going to do for the year episode? Uh, that's actually, you know, that actually lands on the Oscars. <laughs> I'm going to air horn like on uh drink champs. <laughs> it's going to be, we got to get an air horn. Yeah. Not a, a real one. Yeah. Should we just in this small ass <laughs> fucking room? We all go fucking deaf. <laughs> well, not me. I got on headphones. But. <laughs> but but tune back next week for episode forty-eight. We'll probably do. We'll try to do a watch along. You'll see. Is that a Patreon? I thought we could do a Patreon. We could yeah. do a Patreon. So yeah, subscribe to our Patreon now since we're going to start doing watch along. Yeah, especially this one. Yeah. I want to do this. Like, send me the audio. I want to do this one. I like this setup. Yeah. Fucking. I'll put it in the box. All right. Yeah. Now it's really time to uh, wrap this up. I'm yeah. getting texts. Peace, easy. <laughs> Uh, um love you guys thank you for listening peace out peace
You never say bye, babe. Okay, let's try that one yeah, more time. Uh, yeah, thank dang, you for dude. listening to know this really matters. Yeah. This is tune back next week for episode forty-eight. Bye. Bye. Bye.